0: morning, guys. Good evening, or it's am good already. This Eagle Eyes on Tech, I am Eagle Falcon. As a note to the viewers, or the listeners, I should say, this is one of the few Eagle Eyes on Tech that is not being recorded live on Twitch. So we're not going to have any commentary from the chat. But it's Anime Milwaukee weekend, and well, it is what it is. As they say, kind of like how Amazon has been protested out of New York. And it is what it is. So, if you don't recall, Amazon has been looking for places to set up their second HQ. They eventually settled on Queens in New York. And what ended up happening is that everyone started protesting them because, well, Amazon got huge tax incentives to choose New York. This is, believe it or not, rather normal when it comes to big business projects like this. Locations and their governments start trying to compete using tax breaks as an incentive to set up shop there. Well protesters kept saying that we don't need your jobs they're going to exploit the workers there etc 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 and amazon just like all right fine we're done bye so here's my question what's the point Really, what was the point? Congratulations. You stopped one of the bigger retailers from building their HQ near you. You have killed thousands of jobs that were about to be... Thousands of white-collar, executive, well-paying jobs. Those jobs are now dead. They are not happening in your area. I can understand if you're protesting against a distribution center. There's a lot of controversy going on with how things are run inside a distribution center. I don't know if any of the things that are talked about with those distribution centers are true. But this was a headquarters. What was the plan? How were things going to be so-called exploited? It just seems like the stupidest people on earth went and protested the building of, an, of a headquarters just because they could or because they thought an, a headquarters was a distribution center, which was the source of controversy from Amazon in the first place. Now, that being said, I do think the tax incentives that Amazon was given was written a little poorly. They just straight up get the tax breaks, despite if they don't meet any of their goals. I thought the deal we made here in Wisconsin with Foxconn was much more intelligent. in the fact that no tax breaks are given until enough jobs are made. But that being said, I I wouldn't have turned down this number of jobs. Think about what that had done for oh, I don't know, the local real estate market or the hotel business. But no, you ruined it. Kind of like how Apple is very quickly ruining all subscription services forever by now trying to build a news subscription service in addition to their music subscription service and their rumored game subscription service. So from Ars Technica, we have... The headline, Apple in talks to create Netflix for news, but they want a huge bite of the subscription revenue. Reportedly, 50%. Their source for this being the Wall Street Journal. 50% seems crazy high. 70-30 also felt pretty high before. 70 to the to the... Content creator and 32 Apple for all revenue already seemed kind of crazy. 50-50? Really? Why? On top of that, I gotta ask how it'll work. I already have a big problem trying to find certain news stories just because far too many news outlets want to inject their own opinion want to inject their own bias into the story and well no i don't want your opinion as a as a news consumer I want just the facts I don't care about the journalist's opinion and it's not the journalist's place to mention their opinion that's a different job entirely and far too many journalists think it's their duty to inject their opinion into this and it's not it is infuriating When that happens Now the current Apple news service They choose What articles from what sources get put in Which I am strongly against If you're going to do this This Netflix or news I don't want any Apple hand to determine What news is deemed worthy I want to judge it for myself And you know why this is being being talked about. Because there's far too many outlets, and I admit I know quite a few, that are just fake news. They just make things up. The problem is that a lot of these same people determine news sources that are actually reliable because they bring a second opinion in this opinion-only news world to the table. And that can help someone like myself get closer to the truth. But because of the opinion that doesn't match their own, it's deemed fake and thrown out the window. That's always a weird balancing act when it comes to news, at least here in the USA. But that's that we'll see how this goes i think this is gonna go nowhere i think this plan dies as an idea i just don't see this going anywhere do you just think about that for one second What news content creator is going to want to be on Apple News if it means 50% of any revenue they make is split 50-50? No one. We're going to shift gears drastically now. We're going to talk about the Radeon 7 again. Because there is a hilarious flaw found in this hilariously rushed card. Which makes me wonder... Why? AMD, why? Why are you doing this to yourselves? The Radeon 7 has no UEFI support a feature that has been available on motherboards since 2012. Even some of the used computers I pick up for pennies on the dollar have UEFI BIOSes, or UEFI-based motherboards, firmware, whatever you want to call it. I'm just calling UEFI BIOS, even though that is hilariously incorrect. So what does that mean? What it means is that the moment you install a Radeon card, everyone is texting me this morning, and that's getting annoying. So... What's ended up happening is that people who install a Radeon 7 quickly find out that their motherboards are booting in compatibility mode, not full UEFI secure boot mode. What? I have two questions. One, AMD, how did you mess this up? How did you mess this up? That's what I really want to know. You you just forgot how modern computers work? Is that it? The other thing I want to know is how did all of the benchmarkers miss this? Did they really just not think about it? Or are they using some crazy test benches that had hot swap graphic cards? I know that last bit is not true, though. Because that would compromise the benchmark. Speaking of graphic cards, we have plenty, a surge... Of leaked images from manufacturers confirming that the next graphic card is going to be the step down from the RTX 2060 it is going to be called the GTX 1660 Ti. Really? Really? This is the numbering we're going to go with, huh? The 1660. We went from 1060 to 2060 to 1660. I want to blame AMD for this. Because ever since AMD launched the Fury cards a long, long ways ago, this entire naming scheme has been a disaster. Just straight up. It has been nigh impossible to figure out which card is the best unless you were a crazy person like me and actually kept track of all this stuff but if you're just a general pc gaming consumer and you kind of know how to build your own computer and you don't really keep tabs on it all that much would you think that the 1660 ti and the 2060 have almost the exact same gpu on the exact same architecture no you wouldn't Probably even dumber to me is the fact that this card is going to cost $280. How close the performance is going to be to the 2060? Because for not even $100 off the performance better be close. Like real close. 280 bucks. very quickly with a little bit of overclocking, the price ends up becoming the exact same as an RTX 2060. If this is true, this is all speculation right now, there is nothing official out, but this is all from leaks. So if these leaks are true, we're looking at a launch that is going to be very, very messy, along with an AMD that has no idea how to make A competing card right now. Which is incredibly, incredibly disappointing. Alright, let's shift gears once again. Augmented Reality is coming to Google Maps. Honestly, I love this idea. So what it is that you can hold up your phone and it'll give you the directions, but still use your camera to show you what's behind it. So it'll still show you what the camera sees and just be like, yeah, turn right here with a little cutout that shows the actual map and everything. This is supposed to help with with walking around, say, a big city. Apparently, this also uses the camera to determine your location, not the GPS. Honestly, I would love to see a version of this that still uses the GPS. But still keeps this augmented reality feature. Just because that would make for an amazing GPS system in the car. Think about it. It gives you the instructions right on the screen, but still shows you what's behind it. So it's not really obstructing your view. You will still be able to see what's in front of you. You are still going to know if that car suddenly slams on their brake, while still looking at the GPS to figure out where you need to go. I think this is going to be a huge benefit, not to walkers, but to drivers. Unfortunately, I don't think the app works that way. It has only been shown with people walking around the streets. The app also encourages you not to look at your phone while in use. Honestly, I think that is a huge missed opportunity, without a doubt. Switching over to a topic I rarely actually talk about. Steam VR. According to Road to VR to VR. Blah, 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 excuse me. says that they have to update or Valve has to update Steam VR's tracking because people who play Beat Saber are too fast. This is one that's just th- this is a story that's just fascinating. Just straight up fascinating. (laughs) What else can you say? The title speaks for itself. Man once again faster than machine. I'll take that over all the other times that man was not faster than machine. The other thing this kind of reminds me of is, even though a a hardware or software update never needed to happen, are the DDR players. Way back in the golden era of Dance Dance Revolution, there were plenty of players who would go to the arcades to show off their skills, and they were beating maps that many people thought were just their... Because they were there. And not deemed possible. This whole thing with Beat Saber actually kind of reminds me of that. Now I personally don't have a VR rig. I have never played Beat Saber. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to. If only. For the same reason that I want to play DDR. But can't because it will disturb my downstairs neighbors too much. And that I would love some sort of gamified exercise system like a Beat Saber. This article I included just as something that's. This seemed kind of bizarre to me. Because <laughs> I completely forgot that this existed. Mars One, the company that aimed to put humanity on Mars by 2024, is dead. They have declared bankruptcy and their efforts to colonize Mars is dead. Now, honestly, the entire concept of colonizing Mars just seems strange to me. Now, th- this actually, I'm not sure if this is actually the one that, uh, that was started by Elon Musk. I remember Elon Musk on one of his, like, crazy rants one day said, we need to colonize Mars or we're all going to die. Oh, no. But I don't think this is the one that was made by them. There's no data on the nonprofit Mars One Foundation. Well, well I guess we'll never know then. Oh, here we go. It was the brainchild of Dutch entrepreneur Bas Landorp. So, no, it was not Elon Musk who was responsible for this one. Unfortunately, well, our hopes of trying to colonize Mars are dead right now. No, I'm not going to lie. These sort of let's go colonize Mars things always seem to have one giant hurdle. And I'm sure they thought of this. Or if they haven't, then wow. Wow. That hurl of bean, how the heck are you going to get an atmosphere on Mars? Despite all the fear mongering, we have a hard enough time trying to destroy our own atmosphere here. How are you going to make one? Just transport atmosphere in a can? Hope it takes? So if I'm not mistaken, Mars is in... With no atmosphere, there is no breathable air. Which means you can't make plant life. Which would create the oxygen, which would theoretically let you be able to have an atmosphere, right? That always just seemed like the biggest hurdle. And until you solve that hurdle, why... Would you even go on one of these crazy sort of things? But what do I know? I'm just a guy sitting in a computer studio. There is a new kind of malware now, though, according to Ars Technica, that is completely undetectable by any antivirus. Oh, wonderful. Now, fortunately for those of you like myself that are using way too old hardware, we're immune to this because this is only able to work on Skylake or newer Intel processors. You can inject code into a kind of cache on those kind of processors and hide the malicious code there. Where nothing can read it until it's time to have it executed. Oh, wonderful. This is what I needed in my life. I needed viral code that can just hide from anywhere. You know, it's, it's not great enough at all that whenever I click a link that I'm not sure of its source, I gotta go boot up a virtual machine, hand type the link into the virtual machine because I haven't figured out how to have the uh, clipboards sync up, mainly because my virtual machine is cheap. Open up there and then check the link that way. But oh no! Now it can be immune to any sort of scanning system. Oh, that's that's just, that's just great. Uh, what else can you say? All you can do is just let out a sigh and just throw up your hands and go, "Well, that was fun. What what are we gonna do now?" You don't know. Rocket Lead is finally getting cross-platform this month. Or cross-platform party system. I don't know if that's specific. Or if it just means, hey, there's going to be cross-platform pr- support. This means that if you have a PS4, you can go play with people on PC or people on Xbox. I believe those are the only platforms. going, or, or on the Nintendo Switch. It's going to be PC, Xbox, uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. And Nintendo Switch. So this is finally becoming a reality. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize that cross-platform was such a big problem. I thought we were already here until I bought my PS4. Until I started streaming. It wasn't until then I realized, wow, there actually is a legitimate problem here. Wonderful. Yay. So it's good to see that this dream of everyone being able to play with each other regardless of whether they bought a PlayStation, Xbox One, or whatever is finally coming to reality. Now, speaking of hacks, the email provider VFE, I'm sorry, VFE, Email has suffered a catastrophic hack from Krebs on Security. The email provider VFE Email has suffered what the company is calling a catastrophic destruction at the hands of a as yet unknown intruder who went in and well, just hacked in and started (laughs) formatting every single drive he could get his hands on. Remotely, at least. Causing in massive data loss. And it is unknown at this point whether the email service is going to recover at all. Wow. Talk about malicious. You have to be a special breed of angry or just full of spite and malice to want to go ahead and just absolutely trash an entire email service. Wait, hold on here. Okay, I apologize about about that. I had to quickly answer my phone. Work was... (laughs) Work needed to get hold of me. But yeah. What was the end game here? Why did the hacker do this? I mean, this is legitimate destruction of property. This is the equivalent of someone going up and just taking a crowbar to your car. What was the point? What was the end game? Was the hacker paid to do this? Did the hacker do it because they hated the company? Why? Was it corporate espionage? Was it sabotage? We may never ever know in addition to mars 1 being out of commission though real quick before we go to a quick break here the mars rover opportunity is no longer functioning on the Red Planet. It is presumed that dust has covered the solar panels, it can't charge its batteries, and that's it. No more information can be gathered from the rover. That is kind of a shame, you know, but... Oh, well. I guess it was bound to happen. Maybe they should have had a fan to blow air over the uh, the panels to... Oh, wait a minute. No atmosphere. We're going to take a quick breather break here. And when we come back, we need to talk about the Nintendo Direct. And uh, we need to talk about the pe- the fine for hacking. We'll be right back. How did I end up here? Welcome back. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Of course. So you thought the smartwatch was dead. Believe it or not, the sale of smartwatches, apparently, according to The Verge, which, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Actually, let's see who their source is. The figure comes from the NPD group, which also tells me exactly nothing, but every other article I've seen references this same group. I hope they're accurate and not just trying to stir something here, but according to them, smartwatch sales have been up 60% in the last year. That to me is surprising seen as how I have seen fewer and fewer smartwatches out in the wild. There really hasn't been a breakthrough lately in smartwatches other than a couple years ago, the dawn of LTE in the Apple Watch and other watches like the Samsung Watch following suit. Well, Samsung's actually doing it again, but they're doing it the same way Apple did, which is to say that it has LTE, but it shares your same phone number, which I think is the smartest way to do it. And if they could have done that, they should have done it in the first place. Instead of making that Gear S watch the first time, which was a big two-inch phone strapped to your wrist, which admittedly I still kind of want because that just sounds awesome. So we're gonna see. I personally wouldn't mind getting another smartwatch, but for, but um first I need to get on my iPhone. I am not gonna get an Apple Watch. I refuse. I hate the look. I hate the design. I I, I just don't like it. I'm sure there are plenty of Apple users who love the Apple Watch, and, you know, to them, all the power to you. It's just not for me. Xiaomi is reportedly making a phone that has curved edges on all sides. The entire phone would have the screen wrap around the edges. So no matter how you look at the phone, you would see a wrap around screen Meaning to the back. It would almost look like a bubble Of screen over the phone. This would theoretically give an effect that you would have to see really to believe. In addition there would be no front-facing camera. Now at this time this entire design is only shown via patent so we have no idea if it'll actually make a product yet. But I mean, theoretically, with this patent, Xiaomi would be the only one to make such a device, which would, well, I I, I would be very sad if that were the case. Oh, well. Grand Theft Auto Online Cheater owes Take-Two This from from Kotaku. And confirmed through other sources. The ever-elusive Florida man who, ironically enough, created the program well, not really ironically, but coincidentally made the program elusive has been found guilty by a district court of New York of copyright infringement and has been penalized with both a fine and legal costs. The cheat program, of course, like every other cheat program in existence, allowed users to basically ignore the limitations of the game. You know, just clip through walls, accelerate wi- wildly, ignore damage—you know, all all that sort of fun stuff. It's unknown that I up. Oh, never mind. It's actually right here in the ar- in the article. Yep, he was in fact selling these cheats for money. So, in addition to the one hundred fifty thousand in damages that ta- that this guy has to pay out, to take two, he also owes seventy thousand dollars in legal fees. So, this guy, for his little going around and trying to break the game with his program, and trying to profit off it, now owes two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Yikes. I hope you enjoy that. Alright, we did recently have a Nintendo Direct, which there was a lot of very interesting information that came out of it. First off, it's official now. Any desire that anyone had to buy a used or new Wii U is now dead. There is no reason to buy a Wii U. Do not go out and buy a Wii U unless you specifically want to play something retro On the Wii U. Mario Maker 2 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. That was literally the very first thing they announced in the Direct. And I am thrilled. No joke. I actually did debate trying to find a used Wii U. And a used copy of Mario Maker just so I could stream it. Now, I don't have to. Mario Maker 2 will be coming out for the Switch, including. What's just going to be called. Well, actually, I have no idea what the features even are, to be perfectly honest. The game will be available in June 2019. It supposedly will just include brand new features. We didn't really see any other than. We saw like the cat suits from a recent Mario game. I think it was either for the Wii or the Wii U. Something like that. I doubt Mario Maker 2 is going to let you make like Odyssey levels. That would be kind of silly. I'm pretty sure it's all still going to be 2D. But yeah. Mario Maker coming out for the Switch. Huzzah, huzzah. And also, rest in peace, Wii U. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening will be getting a 3D Switch remake. I'll be perfectly honest, I've never played Link's Awakening. Never. I've actually played very few Zelda games ever. There's actually quite a few I've missed out on. Link's Awakening would be a remake. It is going to be a 3D top-down, the very cute little, I want to say chibi-esque sort of design, but it's not really a chibi-esque design. It's kind of weird how it looks. And by weird, I mean it's weird for me to describe. I am not going to say that it's a bad design. I actually like the design. I love that sort of 3D look while keeping it 2D and trying to trying to make it look ki- ki- kind of cutesy, non-serious, cartoonish. We have far too many games that are trying to look as hyper-realistic as possible. The whole point of video games in the first place was to be an escape and to have fun. Super realistic Link and Zelda might be fun once in a while, but have some fun, you know? I for one welcome this remake, and despite the fact that I've never played Link's Awakening, I am I am more than willing to give this a try. There's a couple of streamers I know who say that this game better be as difficult as the original Link's Awakening. That alone has me worried. Because I have no idea how difficult this game was in the first place. I mean, Legend of Zelda games aren't exactly known for being easy. Well, some of them are. But considering the fact that the most recent entry to... To the Zelda franchise is Breath of the Wild, and... I can vouch, Breath of the Wild is not easy. Breath of the Wild is in fact made to be old school Nintendo hard, having very ridiculous and unnecessary difficulty cliffs that you will slam straight into. I personally hate that. I dealt with that when I was six. I really don't need to deal with that now. I I just don't. Another weird thing that got announced, though, that there's plenty of other stuff that was very interesting. That was that was in the um, in the Nintendo Direct. A lot of Dragon Quest news, which I'm excited for, but I know a lot of people aren't, and it's not really newsworthy. I mean, we knew that there was going to be a Dragon Quest 11 release for the Switch. Uh, finding out there is going to be a Dragon Quest Dungeon 2, or Dragon Quest Maker 2, is kind of interesting. Although I still haven't played Dragon Quest Maker, or Builder, whatever the heck it actually is called, 1 yet. I'm looking forward to that. We'll we'll see how that goes. I've, I've always been a DQ fan, you know, considering the fact I grew up on it. Well, the thing that just came out of nowhere from this was a game called Tetris 99 and on its face, I should hate this because it's battle Royale Tetris. The battle Royale genre, in my opinion has been the most infuriating, thoughtless style of genre that ever blighted the planet. Because it is literally a bare-bones basic game that's just like, well, here's a world, here's weapons, go nuts. And that's it. Most of these only even have a handful of levels. It's shockingly very little game that are wildly successful, which encourages developers to be not that creative. Tetris 99 is very much like that. It's one game. That I can see so far. It's Tetris. It's battle Tetris. You can sabotage enemies, but you probably won't because you're too focused on your own. And you're just going to let random, the random attacking just do its thing. At least from what I can tell so far. And you're just playing Tetris against a bunch of other players. And then as they fail Tetris, they all go out until there's one winner. The thing that no one mentioned, Tetris 99 is free. If you have a Switch, you can go download it and just play it. Nothing's stopping you. I've played a couple of games and the first thing I realized is I am not used to the control scheme of, scheme of modern Tetris games. I think I have lost the control system more than anything else. I also really wish the Tetris 99 had a practice mode. There is none. If you want to practice, it has to be against 98 other people. Eh. It is what it is. And I am glad to see that there is a Battle royale s game that does not have to be... A third or first-person shooter finally huzzah huzzah we can have a little bit of evolution in the gaming genre and now finally for the last burb the last story of the day and this headline alone is hilarious enough to mention this story I've gotten from The Verge. I have confirmed it with multiple other sources. But I'm just going to go with The Verge article. Just because the headline. The, the headline is amazing. Indian lawmakers call for TikTok ban. Alleging spread of cultural degradation among teens. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Throughout various communities who have gotten exposure to TikTok but never really touched it. Except for just like that one or two kind of good video that was a big hit. TikTok has just kind of been there. It's been there and it's produced a lot of garbage and it's marketing has been... Bad. The more and more they've advertised themselves, especially when they were they were just called musically, the less and less I wanted anything to do with it. And now to hear that the Indian lawmakers, a developing country that is now just recently starting to become part of the internet as a whole, is looking to straight up ban TikTok because they believe it is Literally causing their teens to suffer just personality rot, or whatever you want to call it. Now that being said, I'm against the ban. I do believe that anyone should be able to consume whatever content they'd like. Whether it be TikTok, whether it be Eagle Eyes on Tech, whether it be fake news, whether it be Facebook, whatever. Whatever it may be. That being said, though, I still find this completely and utterly hilarious, and I'm not going to stop laughing for a very, very long time. That's going to do it for this episode of of Eagle Eyes on Tech thank you for putting up with my low energy with my tiredness and I promise you next week will be much better make sure to check out my other podcast the week- the early burb briefing which airs every day early in the morning and I'll check out my twitch channel twitch.tv slash eagle falcon take care and I hope you have a great day So, how do I get a TikTok ban around these parts? Hmm. You know, maybe we can make the teenage youth not be nearly as stupid. Oh, wait a minute. Even just suggesting that ban makes me a giant hypocrite. Yeah, I suppose. I guess you can go watch your TikToks and your stupid nonsense and your... Does anyone actually know anyone who really enjoys TikTok? There's a real question for you. I haven't, but then again, most people I hang out with uh, usually hang out around me because they want my info.